Amen, amen. Good morning, Identity Church. You know, we just had a great, awesome worship set. And you know, Jesus, we love you was one of the songs that we did. But you know what? The Holy Spirit is saying right this minute that you are so loved. That you are loved by God. And that it doesn't matter even if you love Him. It doesn't even matter if you believed in Him. See, that may be blaspheming some people, but God doesn't love you based upon your belief system. Because guess what? God so loved you that He gave His only begotten Son. He didn't come back and say, well, I sent my son because y'all loved me so much. In fact, that's not even, I mean, go look at the Bible. Most of the time, people were so shocked that God would even do something like this that they were just blown away. See, we live in a privileged society because we've been in a Judeo-Christian society all of our lives. Everybody knows the name of Jesus in America. There's nobody in America that you can go and talk to that does not know the name of Jesus. They know it. It happened. See, this is the thing that, that you have to understand is that back when Jesus died and went to the cross and went to go sit at the right hand of the Father, there was nobody except for the people that he had touched and influenced that knew Jesus. And everybody else was worshiping gods. Little G. They were going around and they were worshiping and they were given of their of their you know crops and and sacrificing. Heck, there was even people back before then, like uh, Moloch, that was killing their own children. Oh, we gotta have a kid so we can like sacrifice him. But see, that's what religion tells us that we have to do, is that we have to love gods unconditionally. That we have to give of ourselves, give of our, give of our money, maybe our family, and that ah. Oh, Maybe, maybe the gods will look down upon us favorably. Do you know, if you go back and watch and read about the Romans, all the Romans did was they, would, they had all these different gods. And so one god might be the god of corn. We're going to have some good corn this year because I went and prayed to the god of corn and I sacrificed him. And then the next guy, he's, he's going and praying to the god of wheat. And next guy's going to go pray to the God of whatever else that they needed. And they had little figurines. And they would go and they would say all these prayers. And they were hoping that there was a God up there that was going to look favorably upon them. We gave of our sacrifice to them so that He might look favorably upon us. And see, that's one of the things that I want you to understand is that it was a different thing altogether when Jesus came. Because even the Jews had come to this point of saying, hey, you got to go and give of yourself, your time, your money, and all these other things in order to love God. But God doesn't have to love you. You can't be blessed unless God has gotten something from you. Your time your money. And see, the thing is, is Jesus came 
You know, I love in Galatians where it says that that cursive is those people that hangeth upon a tree. So it's talking about how Jesus came and became the curse for us so that we could be the blessed of God. And see, most of the time when we end up having these thoughts about, you know, I haven't, I haven't prayed enough this week. God may be mad at me. Do you know that reading your word, reading, reading the Bible, listening to preaching, and all that has very little to do with God? It has to do with you. You're the one that needs it. He's the one that created the word. So if you're just rambling words back off to him, he's going, you know I wrote those, right? I mean, th this is the truth about God so loved the world that he loved each and every single one of us. He didn't take the time out and say, you know what? I might need Heather to worship me and tell me how much I'm so great. He had angels to do that. Hey, Lucifer, before he fell, that's all he did was just go around and sing praises to God. His whole body was just a praise to God. He didn't need that. He wanted love to be poured out upon people. And so that's why he created Adam and Eve and he went and then after Adam and Eve fell, he said, oh, I'm going to provide the seed that will crush the serpent's head. I'm going to provide this. I'm going to love on y'all even though y'all rejected me. See, choice is powerful. You know, one of the things that I want, I want everybody to understand here is that you are so loved because you were chosen. You are so loved because he chose you, not the other way around. He loved you because you were unlovely. You didn't even know how to love. So that's why he chose you. And choice is powerful. In John 15, 12, we're going to kind of hang out in John 15, 12 at the first part of this. In fact, I may just stay in John 15, 12 and we'll, we'll work on some of this next week. We'll, we'll have you are so, so loved next week. So, you know, that'll be part two of this. But John 15, 12 says, this is my commandment that you love. This word love here is the word agape. It's not another word like phileo. Have you ever heard of the words agape, phileo? Phileo is like Philadelphia, right? Philadelphia is the city of brotherly love, right? Well, it's the same word. It's just, this is the base root word of all that that has to do with how we, how we see our brother. And we'll talk about that here more in a minute, but the agape kind of love is the God kind of love. And the God kind of love has to do with a love feast. It's a smorgasbord, if you will. And all, if you go look up what smorgasbord means, it just, it's a slang term for a wide variety of choice. What we have to understand, and I've got a picture up here, and it's got like, you know, roasted turkey, and it's got, you know, tacos, and all these different things. It'd be about like going to Mr. Wang's, okay? You go to Mr. Wang's buffet, in fact, we can go do that, but 
We go to Mr. Wang's buffet and there's like two or three different like tables just full of stuff. Well, guess what? I get to choose. And I got news for you. If there's some sesame chicken and there's some, you know, uh, General Tso's, I'm going to throw that on top of some rice and I'm just going to keep that coming. But, you know, there's a lot more stuff out there. Well, you know, the same thing happened with God. God put this smorgasbord of me and you and Heather and Carol and Jack and Charlie and Reba and little Harper Grace and we're all on this table. And God said, I could have chose anybody, but I chose you. I chose you. <clears throat> and it says here, it says, this is my commandment, that you love, agape love, you choose one another as I have chosen, loved you. Verse 13, greater love has no one than this, that they lay down one's life for a friend. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. Well, that sounds really, that's not friendly. <clears throat> no. He just said, you're my friend if you love other people. See, I, <coughs> I have this command and I gave that command to you and that's how you know that we're friends. Is that if you, if I chose you and you choose others, then we are friends. We're Jesus and you are good. Y'all are buddies. You're not just the servant anymore. See, the, Jew, the Jews actually were a slave to the law. But see, the commandments, you know, everybody knows the Ten Commandments, right? Well, I mean, you know, we won't go through all ten of them, but the first three commandments is love God, you know, have no graven image, don't worship any other idols, those kind of things. Well, then the last six has to do with people. Has to do with don't covet your neighbor's stuff. Don't, don't go after his wife. Don't, you know, don't murder him. Hey, that'd be a good one. But see, that's what I'm wanting you to understand here is that Jesus said, I'm going to concatenate this down to two things. I want you to understand two commandments. I'm going to take the ten and I'm going to shrink them down into two. Love God and love your neighbor. Now, this is what's great about this because we're no longer servants to some law we now can just love each other openly, freely, without any boundaries. And we're in God and he's in us. That means that you choose and he chooses. You choose and he chooses. And see, that's where we're at today is we're not bound by a law. We're bound by love. We're bound by choosing each other. <coughs> and it says here, um, I'm going to go back to verse 15. No longer do I call you servants for a servant does not know what his master's doing. But I've called you a friend for all things that I heard from my father I have made known to you. Verse 16 says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit that 
that your fruit should remain. I want you to understand something. Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit chose you for a purpose. It was to grow you. He didn't turn around and say, ah, I chose you so that you could worship me. Oh, I I wanted you to worship me so hard. No, he said, I did all this. I chose you in order for you to bear fruit. That is amazing. That is awesome. You may tell you why. It's because it had nothing to do with him. Do you know that when you bear fruit, that it has nothing to do with Jesus? Jesus doesn't sit there and go, oh, I get to eat of that fruit. Jesus is in heaven. That means that he gave one way. He gave his seed down to us and he said, hey, I'm going to implant this love that is so much in you that I want you to have it in your own heart and in your mind and I want it to bloom and create fruit for who? Other people. See, the love of God it affects you so much that it grows that fruit of love that's on the outside. And that you have that love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, gentleness, meekness, contentment, all these things that there is no law. See, what we have to understand is, is that God created a love feast in us. That now people can choose from the fruit that is coming out of you. Oh, I see some cherries in Carol. And oh, I see some bananas because Papa Jack's a monkey. And I see, you know, I see over here that there's apples in Harper Grace. And you know what? We get to become this smorgasbord, if you will, to all these other people. We get to create these opportunities where people can feed from our love feast. You know what's so awesome about this? Is that in verse 17 it says, These things I command you, that you love, you choose one another. Do you know choosing brings out the best in people? Choosing brings out the things in people that they didn't even know they had. Do you know sometimes when you have been alone, when you've not had people choosing you, you get depressed and down. That's what we have in this society is we have a society full of people who are separate and they, they stay by themselves. They stay down. And what happens is, is that depression sets in and then it's like, well, I don't even want to be around people. Do you know that, that Jesus came to give us life and to give it to us more abundantly? But you can't have abundant life Sitting at the house going, nobody loves me. Well, guess what? If nobody in this world actually loved you, Jesus does. If no one in this life actually loved you, God does. Guess what? Also, Jesus sent somebody that was called the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, to love you. You know, Part of the problem is is that we do too much talking, not enough listening. You know that if we listened, we would bear fruit. There would be that fruit that remains. Do you know what fruit that remains means? It's not, you know, you've got 
what, what's the, when you go plant and it's, um, you got perennial and then you've got annuals. Yeah. So have you ever heard the perennial powerhouse? You know, <clears throat> Alabama football, just saying. Perennial powerhouse, okay? <laughs> Every single year. It doesn't matter what you do to them. You change the offense. You change the defense. You change the rules. They win. Well, guess what? They're perennial. It means every single year, after year, after year, their fruit remains. Well, our fruit remains if we listen. But you know what? We become annuals. We become a short, a short time period if we don't listen. Because what happens is that word comes in and then if it doesn't replant that seed, then what happens is, is that, that that plant dies. There is no more fruit. And now you can't eat, no one eats. In fact, most of the time people will end up giving all their fruit away without actually going back and replanting the seed. You know, that is a bad, bad situation. Because eventually you get to the point to where you don't think God cares about you. You don't think people care about you. And you know what? And people can be sitting there going, I love you. I love you. I love you. And you know what? That doesn't matter. Well, I know they say that they love me, but I don't feel. I don't feel that love. Well, guess what? No one is better than feeling. You, you know that is a truth. We have to know something more than we feel it. Because I got news for you. My five senses, the way that I see, hear, taste, smell, and feel, my body, it's constantly going through stuff. I go through my week and I get on a conference call and I don't feel love because everybody's wanting something from me. Okay? And you know what? I can sit there and go, well, you know what? Those people at work, they didn't love me. I guess Heather doesn't love me either. In fact, I'm going to go take it out on Heather. And the kids. And everybody that's around me. Because I didn't feel love. No. I turn around and go, I just got on this crazy, stupid meeting because I know they love me and I love them and I want to provide for them. So it doesn't matter what happened to me on that conference call. It doesn't matter what happened to me during my day. I know that they love me. I know it. I know it. I know that I'm doing things for the betterment of me and my family. I know that I'm doing things for the betterment of this church. I know that I'm doing these things for the betterment of the people that are in my world so that I can affect them and I can give them fruit. But see, if I don't know and I just go off my feelings, well, what if Carol didn't call me today and tell me that she loved me? Carol, you just, when you call me and you tell me you love me, you just don't give me enough to feel it. I didn't feel it come across. See, we have to understand that Jesus didn't come just to say, hey, I'm cleaning up all your circumstances. You're going to walk through life and you're just never going to have a problem. You know, the, pro the, the problem comes down to, and this is one of the things that I hate about communism. 
is that communism wants everybody to go to a euphoric type of thing where we all have the same amount of money, we have the same stuff, we all eat the same meals, we all wear the same clothes, we all do the same things, and then there's no risk. You know, you can't have love without risk. Oh. I'm going to be honest with you. That right there is a... That right there is a truth that needs to be taught. Because guess what? You have, you have apathy. It means, well, what did you do for me lately? Well, I'm just apathetic to everything. I just don't even really care anymore. See, love comes with risk. I get to choose you and you get to reject me if you want to. You get to reject or you get to choose too. By the way, anybody in here that's married or listening on this thing, if you're married and you're putting in 50%, you're putting in 50% too less. Your glass is half empty because you need to put in 100%. Everybody needs to put in 100% because guess what? There are some days that I'm 70% and Heather needs to carry the other the other 30. It's just the way it is. And you know what? That other 30 is sometimes her going, hey, I love you. Get over this. Woo! Hey, I love you. Shut up. Because your mouth is running off like an overflowing toilet. You're better than this. You can do all things through Christ Jesus that strengthens you. Get up and move. You know what? That's love. That is love. See, the world's love is, I just tell you, you know, you're okay in your sin and your problems and all the other stuff. Just get used to that. You're fine. Well, guess what? If you don't, if you don't just get over it, then you're left with a conundrum. But see, you need somebody putting 100% into you. And that 100% is sometimes going, you ain't, you ain't pulling the other 30%. And then you go, oh, I got to pull 30 more percent. See, truth and love go hand in hand. And without truth and without love, you can't get there. You can't get there. <laughs> you know, I'm going to tell you, if you ain't first, you're Auburn. <laughs> I'm only honest with you. I mean, that's just the way I feel about you know about Auburn people. I mean, they're not they're not worth they're not worth anything, you know. Well, let me just tell you if you if you're only going by like, it's because you're pulling for the same thing. And I use this as a funny thing because I I, I put three things up here. I put football. I put politics. And I put religion. See, in John chapter 15, he's talking to the Pharisees. And he's telling the Pharisees, he's saying, <coughs> he's saying, hey, this is the kind of love that you have to love your brother with. So he goes, John chapter 15, verse 12 through 17, he comes in and he tells you, this is the commandments that I have for you, that you're supposed to choose each other. And then the next two verses afterwards, John 15, 18, and 19, it says, If the world hates you, 
you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you, uh, if you were in the world, the world would love its own. This word love is different than agape. This is the word phileo. And it means like. It means, hey, me and mom, we like the same thing. We, we like this, we like Harry Potter books. And all you non-Harry Potter people over there, y'all are just, y'all are mean-spirited. You don't understand Harry Potter and his little scar on his head. Now, all this, I'm doing this as a joke. I'm trying to be funny. So anybody that really hates Harry Potter, it doesn't matter to me, okay? But what I want you to understand is, is that the world only loves one way, and that is through like. And we can see this. Go on your Facebook. Do you know that after the elections this year, I only have Republican friends now. I mean, I can go through my friends list and I might find one or two that I'm like, okay, they're on the fence. But I've known people who blocked me, unfriended me. I was like, I haven't seen anything from that person in a long time. And it was because I would post that I, I wanted Trump to win. God forbid. God forbid that I have my own way of thinking that's going to be different than someone else's way of thinking. But see, we're becoming more polarized in this country. I mean, I can tell you straight up, I go to work with people who, they graduated from the University of Auburn, University of Alabama, Georgia Tech, it doesn't matter. And every week they have one of their shirts on. And what we do is we all go make fun of the people who are wearing a shirt that's opposite of ours. I mean, it just happens. I'm on a conference call. There's a lady who went to Auburn. She's got the Auburn shirt on. The first thing she says, if she sees someone with an Alabama shirt on, she goes, you need to take the ugly shirt off. And then we'll see her with that on there, and we go, oh, my gosh, do they allow you know, blaspheme to happen right here? That Auburn shirt is just, oh, it's burning my eyes out. We do that. We do this. We think, oh, this is funny. If you ain't first, you're Auburn with, you know, with the Talladega Nights thing going on here. But what you have to understand is that we all like things. We all categorize ourselves with things. And that kind of like is the phileo kind of like. This is the phileo love, if you will. Because our phileo love tells us Oh, well, they think like me, they act like me, and they also create same dimensions, same, same idealisms as I do, so that no one steps on my little feelings. So I can go hang out with them. I can go hang out with the people that think like me and everything. I'm going to be honest with you. You want to find out how much of a friend that you've got? Go find something you disagree with and see if they block you on Facebook. Go see if they will stop talking to you. Because that's when you start knowing, okay, that person didn't choose me. That person said, they're not going to step on my likes. They're going to, they're going to give me maybe some likes and some dislikes. Do you know that I was talking to someone a while, a while back because of all this, you know, they're trying to teach critical race theory. They're trying to teach all this stuff. The, the whole point behind all this is to stay away from things that trigger people. 
Have you ever heard the word trigger? Well, when, when we're talking and use this word or, or you say that you like these people, that triggers me. All that means is that I no longer am in agreement with you on something. Well, now I've got to distance myself. We no longer have this, this you know, ability to be near people we disagree because we no longer choose people. Because when we choose people, we go, well, I don't agree with that person, but I'm still, still going to go hang out with them. Still going to love them. Well, guess what? If we don't choose each other, I mean, there's been, been plenty of people that I've chosen and they've left. And I could sit back and go, oh, man, well, maybe I should just not talk about religion or politics or football around them. Because that's really the three no-no trigger things in Alabama anyway. What I want you to understand is that phileo is to approve of or like. People tend to hang out with those that they agree with. We all like and dislike based upon preferences. If you don't want to be around somebody because of their preferences, you're not choosing them. This is going to be honest with you. It's just the way it is. And see, Jesus says that the world hated us because it hated him first. That word is uh, miso, and that word right there is to detest or love less. It means that I go and say, I choose less. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna start withdrawing because of that. Because a lot of times we think hate means, oh, I hate your guts, I'm gonna don't you die. No, the world can actually go, I just, I'm gonna lessen my ability to have close connections with you and choose you because we don't agree on one thing. You know what? If Jesus chose us, if Jesus chose us, it says, and, and therefore the world hates us, then why? Why is that the case? And it's simple. It's because we have now been taken out of the world. When people see a Christian, they see somebody that is no longer in their world. It, it, basically, you become like a space alien to them. You're like a little green man. Oh, I'm scared of you. you I, I can't get near you because if, if I do, oh, you, you may... You may hit me with one of your ray gun, you know, Jesus shots, you know. See, that's the reason why the world hates us is because Jesus separated our spirit, our worldly spirit, and gave us God's spirit. And that is known and seen on each and every one of us. So we have to choose others even though they don't choose us in order for them to know that they are loved. We're going to, I'm going to stop right there. I've got more that I could share, but I want you guys to understand that the love of God that has been shed abroad in our hearts has nothing to do with whether I like your football team. Auburn's fine. If somebody goes to Auburn, you know, then it's, it's your fault. But anyway, I still can like you. I still got friends that are Auburn friends. Um, if, you know, I, I know people at work 
that are Hindu, and I know people at work, and, and I've met people that are atheists. It's just another religion. It's just their way of trying to, of trying to make sense of things that are, that are God. But see, that's what I want you to understand is each one of those people still need to be chosen. They still need to have you in their life going, well, that's fine if you're atheist. I just want you to know Jesus loves you anyway. Because if Jesus loves you anyway, it doesn't matter if you believe him or not. Because he chose you first. And if he chose you first, then that's going to help you to be able to come to him and bear fruit. Amen. Did y'all learn something today? Amen. Amen.